Welcome to Adulting, the podcast where we want to adult every day. Download episodes at adulting.tv. Welcome to Adulting. I am Harlan Landis, and I'm here with Miranda Marquette. How are you, Miranda? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? I'm doing great. All right. So are you ready to talk about that first line, that first approach to somebody? Yeah, let's talk about that. I think this is a great topic. A lot of people have their nerves will strike them pretty hard if they want to approach someone they're attracted to. And whether it's anxiety or just nervousness or the fact that they don't have a lot of practice saying, quote unquote, the right things, it's going to stop them from moving forward. And the goal today is to move forward and maybe not necessarily get a date, but at least find out if there's some kind of mutual attraction there down the line. Of course, that's not really quick that that's going to happen, but that's the intent, right? If there's someone you're attracted to, you want to find out if they're attracted to you too. It just takes some time to get there. And it starts with that first moment. Yeah, for sure. And and it can be difficult. So why is it so hard to talk to someone you're attracted to? Well, there's a number of reasons why it's difficult. And uh, we mentioned anxiety. I think that's one of the biggest things that I've seen people today is just they don't they don't know what to do and it makes them nervous. And I'm not sure exactly what spurs the anxiety, but there's social anxiety there. And I think I think that's a big reason that people prevent themselves from talking to somebody they're attracted to. Yeah, for sure. And I think part of it is this, you're thinking about it. You don't want to say something stupid and you get caught up in the right way to do something like, because I think for a lot of us, like dating feels like it's a game, right? It's all about the game. It's all about doing it right. It's all about finding somebody, but that can make it hard to talk to somebody that really kind of puts the pressure on you. Yeah, I think part of that pressure prevents people from taking that first step. And we have to eliminate that pressure and get this idea that it's all or nothing and it's all going to happen right away. And if you don't say the right thing, then you're doomed forever or you just sound stupid to the other person or they judge you. All of these things are so unimportant that you just have to get past that and relax and say it doesn't matter what this person thinks with the words that I say coming out of my mouth. It doesn't matter. I feel good about who I am. I have no need to prove myself to anybody. I just want to communicate with a new person and see where things go from there. And if you take the pressure off yourself a little bit, I think I think that'll help you move forward. And I think getting beyond that fear of rejection is is important too, because we tend to worry about rejection. We tend to say, oh my gosh, you know, what if they reject me? Oh no. But the reality is, is that an upfront rejection is kind of good, right? It, it saves you from wasting your time. And you don't end up going down this road where you think about them all the time and you kick yourself over not approaching them. You've approached, you crash and burned, and now you can move on and you don't have to worry about wasting your time thinking about it anymore. Sure. And looking back of at times that I've approached people I've been attracted to and have said something years down the road, it went nowhere. And it's like, well, if you just rejected me right off the bat, then we wouldn't have done all of this. And of course, sometimes 
friendships build and friendships are valuable too. It's not all about mutual attraction and dating and finding the one. Sometimes it's about making friends too. And you never know what kind of relationship could come out of this when you go at it with an open mind and you aren't afraid of someone rejecting you. So in addition to that, I think a lot of people just don't know what to say sometimes. And I think there's a question about saying the right thing and using a line. That's another reason that people have an issue with making the first move and saying something to a stranger. Yeah, I like that point when when you're talking about like saying a line, like, I don't know about you, but like whenever somebody's tried to use a line on me, it has made me want to laugh. And um, it doesn't it doesn't actually make me feel like you're clever or fabulous or anything. And so I think one of the first things to do is remind yourself that you can smile and like you said earlier, relax a little bit. And you don't have to try to be clever or funny or come up with this perfect line. Instead, try to see if you can find something to start with like breaking the eyes or asking a question or making an observation. I I mean, one of the most effective things, a guy approached me once in a, in a bar and there was music, there was live music, there was some fun dancing going on. A guy approached me and he just said, Hey, what are you drinking? And I mean, I mean, I know that's like really simple and really straightforward. I told him what I had in my glass. And he said, Oh, that's great. I've never had that before. And so then he actually ordered one for him and another one for me. And we got to talking pretty soon. We were dancing and it was really a lot of fun. And I think just like finding something or asking a question or, or making an observation about the band or the music or the place you're in can really help you move forward without having to try and come up with this, this line that, you know, may make you seem fake anyway. Yeah, I think you just sped through about 10 different ideas. Of oh my things, gosh, uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. I mean, these are these are all really good things. I think your your example of asking a question is is really good, but how do you know what question to ask? I think that's that's really a good question for us to figure out. Like the example you gave, a question about the person that you're approaching is a good one to start off with, but without making it too personal. And a question about the drink is one good example. What if they're not drinking anything? You could ask to buy them a drink if you're in a place where that it would be a normal thing to do. You could ask them a question about their clothing if you're interested in their clothing and you have something interesting to say about it and, and have some knowledge about it or you're just curious. You can ask them what brought them to wherever it is that they are, what you are, wherever it is. If it's an event, uh, there's got to be something in common that you can connect with. And you can start that with a question. Miranda mentioned also making a statement. And again, you can do the whole Seinfeld thing and make an (laughs) observational statement. Like, uh, how about this airline food? You know, I don't really like this airline. Well, you know, you could, you could start off with, you know, say you're on a plane and of course you're person uh, you intend to talk to is trapped and can't really escape, which could be a bad thing for them. Anyway, the point is you have something that's going on around you that you can comment on, whether it's the event you're attending, the building you're in, the environment that's around you, or something that something about an experience that you're sharing. It's a great way to come up with something that's going to break the ice. And it's all about breaking the ice. I think you don't have to think too much past your first yeah i think i think again one of the problems is people overthink things and they try to play out a whole script in their mind of how things are going to go you don't really have to think past the first thing that you want to say 
and that first thing can come to you in the moment. Uh, but the good thing about a conversation is that it just flows one person to another. And if you're getting some resistance, then maybe it's not right and maybe move on. Don't force the issue, but allow conversation to flow. And of course, that relies on the person you're speaking to also not being anxious about talking to you. You can't control that. So just focus on yourself and allow this conversation to happen. That way, your first line, the first thing that you say, unless it's something totally ridiculous, will quickly be forgotten and you'll just move on and have a great conversation from there. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And, and I find too, sometimes it helps to just, uh, and this is not for everybody, but sometimes it helps me to have just a little bit of, of a drink to kind of loosen up a little bit and help me relax. Like I said, not for everybody, but I think it's definitely something you can do. And just remember to smile. A lot of the time that can help break the ice if, if you just look at somebody and smile and if they smile back and then you can walk over there. And I think that helps a lot if, if you can just sort of show that friendliness and that eye contact for a second. You don't want to stare. We don't want to be creepy. Yeah. <laughs> but- don't be creepy. Don't be creepy. (laughs) Definitely smiling when you walk up to somebody is good. You know, it should be a relaxed smile. It shouldn't be a forced smile. It should be it should be a smile that comes to you because you are thinking about good things that are about to happen. It should be a natural smile. And when you approach someone with a smile, then you set them at ease. It doesn't seem like you're being aggressive and it will allow them to be comfortable. And uh, perhaps they'll smile back. But um but that, that's definitely a good way to uh, give you a little bit more confidence when you go up to somebody is just start with a smile. Yeah, and I think, too, try and remember to be yourself. You know, be a good version of yourself, be the best version of yourself, but you still want to be yourself because, you know, what happens if down the road, if, if something starts going well and you've had to put on this fake persona to approach somebody and at some point that's all going to fall apart. You, you can't you can't hide it you know, forever. So make sure that you are being yourself, even if it is the best version of yourself. Yeah. And don't even worry about what this best version of yourself means. Just be positive, be confident, even if you're not, just pretend to be those things. And it's okay if, well, that's not being myself. Well, you, you aren't defined as to whether you're a confident person or not. You can be a confident version of yourself. That is completely allowed. So be a confident version of yourself. If you're not normally a confident person, that doesn't mean that you're not being yourself. You are just taking a confident approach to who you are and then going on with that. And I, th- I think that's where some people might might have some issues is how do, how do I build that confidence? How do I show that I'm confident? And that's a really good question. Yeah. Miranda, what do you think? How do you show that you're confident? So I I actually do it by looking somebody in the eye and finding that, you know, a bit of eye contact and walking, you know, standing up straight, walking straight forward, not not like kind of shuffling or, or pulling back, keeping your arms loosely at your sides rather than crossed in front of you. Um, things like that you know, kind of tend to project confidence and project like this feeling of ease with yourself. And so if you can just kind of make the effort to do a few of these things, then that can help you portray confidence in a way that puts other people at ease. And once again, it does take a little bit of tinkering. 
I actually have problems sometimes with social cues because I do have ADD. And so that does come with some social awkwardness and problems reading social cues. And so I've had to, over time, tweak and learn a little bit because sometimes, you know, you, you have to find that space where you're looking them in the eye, but you're not staring at them. Like I said, you don't want to be creepy. And so you have to look them in the eye, but not stare. And, and it's kind of, you know, kind of takes this balance and it kind of is a lot of work, especially if you have a hard time with social cues. Paying attention as you're doing this and as you're going through this uh, can help you eventually get to the point where you make better decisions when you're approaching someone. Yeah, confidence. One way to show confidence is through your body posture and just body language in general. It's good to maybe practice this a little bit in case it's uncomfortable for you. Now, Miranda mentioned having your arms loosely at your side. I think for men, a good confident posture is your hands on your hips or your hands, you know, just elbows angled out a little bit. Of course, standing straight, like Miranda mentioned, standing up straight, chin up and not speaking softly. You don't want to yell. You don't want to talk louder than is necessary, but you want to project your voice and project confidence through your voice. So your face, your facial expressions, your eyes, all of those need to be smiling and think good thoughts about yourself. And then that usually lights things up a little bit and people can see that confidence through your eyes, through the muscles in your face, and then all the way down through your arms. And then of course, with your, with your legs, and the way you walk as well. All of this goes into how you portray confidence. And it takes practice. And if you're not used to it, it may feel like you're acting. And I have always said this. For me, I've had a theatrical background. I acted on stage in high school. I've always been involved in theater and that sort of thing. When you're in public, you're acting. You might not be acting far away from your true identity, but you are still playing a character, even if it is yourself, and you want to portray yourself in a way where people are going to understand you and they're going to see your personality. And it's just like being on stage. You don't have to exaggerate everything, but all of those things that work for you when you're acting, when you're putting on this mask and pretending to be someone else. You're just pretending to be yourself in this instance, and you're pretending to be this confident version of yourself. And for me, I believe that really works wonders. And, you know, it improves my posture. It improves the way I appear when I approach people. And it puts people at ease, I think. It just helps with that confidence. And then I never have to worry. And part of this is I don't really worry about what people are going to think of me. So I'm not afraid to just do anything that comes to mind, within reason, of course. If you can let go of these things like, what are people going to think of me? Am I confident enough? And then do these things that allow your confidence to shine through then you'll be in a much better position for starting off a conversation with a stranger in a way that's going to make them interested in you or at least allow them to be interested in you. Yeah. And and once you get that interest going, though, I mean, it's important that you don't play games later, right? I mean, we're all adults here. And so I think one of the problems that you run into is, okay, once you've approached somebody, once you've made that move, now you start once again, falling back into the game thing and, and overthinking things and like, when should I text them? Are there rules about when I should call? How should I message them? Should I friend them on Facebook? There's all of this stuff going on in your mind. So how do you move forward? I mean, if you had a really great time, do you just go ahead and text them immediately? I mean, what do you think, Arlen? Is that, does 
that seem too desperate? Well, I think one of the things you think about first is how you're going to end your interaction with them the first time. Even before we get to what comes after that and following up, I think uh, you probably want to end the conversation with something like, hey, you know, I enjoyed talking to you. I'd love to talk to you more. Could I get your number or can I text you sometime or something like that? And that seems to work. If you've done your job well, then the person you approached should be asking you first. But it's possible they won't. You want to end the encounter on the same page, at least. And that's going to involve, you know, it's okay if you don't, though, because perhaps you have a friend in common. You can say, listen, you know, I had this conversation with so-and-so the other night, and I'd really like to talk to him or her more. You know, what do you think? And then leave it open for your friend to either play the middle person a little bit and put you in touch with each other, or for them to say, you know what, it's not a good idea. And then, you know, figure out if that's the case, figure out why, and then just move on from there. But yeah, I think you want to end the first encounter with some idea of what's going to happen next. And if you don't, probably want to test the waters uh, if you have a friend in common instead of just looking them up and stalking them because that can get creepy. Oh my gosh. Yes. And you know, there's nothing wrong with saying, Hey, can I have your number? I'd like to text you or, you know, and I don't know. I mean, the, the thing that's hard for me because I didn't, you know, come of age, you know, with Facebook and, and I use Facebook, but you know, when do you decide to be friends on Facebook? I, I, I mean, like you said, I mean, going too early and then stalking them on Facebook can be a problem, but at the same time, it's a good way to connect. So, so I mean, how do you find that? balance there? And and when do you decide to be friends on Facebook? Yeah, I think we all know that if you've met somebody and you're excited about them, you're going to search Google, you're going to look for their profile on Facebook and see what's public. You're going to, going to do all of these things. It's It's pretty normal to be curious when there's somebody that you had a good connection with and you're interested in. So of course, you're going to look them up. Stalking is when you try contacting them and continue contacting them and they don't want to be contacted by you, but you continue anyway. Uh, So that is something that you definitely want to avoid. So when it comes to friending somebody on Facebook, I mean, you know, I don't I don't think there are rules. I mean, I've definitely if I've had a good connection with somebody, then I will find them on Facebook and you know, maybe within a few days or as my busy schedule allows for it, I'll connect with them. A lot of the times the other person will connect with you first and that's fine too. Texting, like you said, there's people talk about rules. I think if you had, if you've had a really good connection, then don't wait, you know, let's, let's keep things going, keep the momentum going. If it was a lukewarm connection, then, you know, then you can wait a little bit longer. I think it it's all depends on how much of a spark was there? And maybe it's a friendship spark. It doesn't have to be a romantic spark, but there is a connection that you had if you had a good conversation. And don't be afraid to continue that through electronic stuff like texting and Facebook or Snapchat or whatever it is that is the whatever works for you and for the other person. Go for it. 
I think one of the other things to watch out for is manipulation. You don't want to get to the point where you're manipulating somebody else into going out with you. You know, you want it to be a genuine connection. And if it's not, then maybe, you know, maybe move on and try and look for another connection. Uh, there are tons of people out there in this world and lots of people to make different kinds of connections with, whether they're friendship connections or dating connections or, you know, eventually even partner type connections. So, so there are different ways that you can approach this and, and a lot of great opportunities and trying to get hung up on manipulating somebody who doesn't want to go out with you into going out with you can just be a futile waste of time and keep you from making other connections that might be better for your life or your situation. Yeah. And it's it's interesting that you brought this up. I mean, I'm not even sure how to manipulate someone into doing something that they don't want to do. But the key is to accept no for an answer. Uh, but if they are, if, if the other person is not giving you a clear answer, ask for a clear answer. I, I think a lot of the time, you know, on the one hand, as we approach somebody, we're afraid of rejection. But on the other hand, people are afraid of rejecting other people because they don't want to hurt their feelings or they want to be seen as a nice person. And it's important to get a clear answer from somebody. If you feel like they're saying that, yeah, I'd like to get together, but I'm really busy this weekend and you keep on asking them and, and they never seem to have time and they're not giving you any options. Take that as a no and just move on. If they want to see you, they will make time to see you. And if not, then perhaps they don't want to reject you, but they just want to make it as easy as possible for them and easy as possible for you, even though you might not be getting the message. And a lot of guys I know, myself included, just don't get hints. You know, sometimes you need to be upfront and tell somebody yes or no. Or if you're not getting that definitive answer, ask for a definitive answer and then move on. And then just don't dwell on it because there's, like Miranda said, there's a lot of options out there and life is short. So don't waste your time. Yeah, for sure. So... What are some of the do nows that we can have as you're getting ready to uh, prepare yourself, steal yourself to talk to somebody that you're attracted to? Uh, what are some of the do nows? What are some things you can do immediately to kind of prepare yourself for this encounter, whatever it may come? We talked about confidence at the start. Confidence is probably the most important thing that's going to get you a, a decent response when you approach somebody. Your do nows, at least one of them, should focus on confidence. And I think one of the best things to do to give you this confidence is to write down some attribute of your personality or of your character or of who you are that you feel really good about. Okay, write that down, put it on a slip of paper. And, you know, perhaps you do this now as you're listening and you set it aside for a night that you're going out and might be meeting a bunch of people on that night. Right before you approach somebody, take out the slip of paper, read what you wrote about yourself, give yourself that confidence, feel good about who you are. Uh, because if, if you're listening to this podcast, I guarantee you're a good person and you have lots of great attributes. So think about one of those things, put it in your head right as you go up to talk to somebody, and then you're going to feel and look more confident because you believe in yourself. And I think uh, I think that's a great way to help you break the ice a little bit. And, and making sure that you f remind yourself of that. 
and you know, and practice is another good thing because as you practice, as you move forward, then you can actually figure out what to say or questions to ask or, or, or get that confidence uh, that you need as you're talking to somebody. So we have a listener question. I've tried approaching someone several times, but I keep getting shut down. How can I get to the point where they aren't shutting me down? Is persistence the key? Oh, my on. Um, honestly, I, I mean, this goes back to what we were talking about before and, you know, wasting your time. If, if you're continually being shut down, the answer is not to try and wear them down. This, this kind of, you may really be interested in this person. You may really like this person, but they're probably not that into you. And so persisting in it can start to just seem... I don't know, very not cool, I guess. So if you're continually getting shut down, if you're worried about it, I mean, you could ask, you could just say, hey, you know, I've been trying to talk to you. Is there a reason that you don't want to talk to me? And you can approach it that way and find out, but then you have to do accept the answer if they just tell you that they're not interested. Yeah, it borders on harassment. Don't harass somebody. If they're not interested and if you don't know if they're interested, they're probably not interested because I think in general, people who are interested make their interest known. So they're clearly not interested in the same type of relationship that you are. So move on. And persistence, you know, persistence doesn't mean beating somebody down metaphorically in order to get what you want. Persistence means moving on and continuing and going on with your life and persisting who you are. You know, in this case, it would mean trying again somewhere else with someone else. And hopefully that this one person who's shutting you down isn't quote unquote the one. And I'll tell you right now, they're not because they wouldn't be if they were the one. I think we're, we think especially men, we see a woman we're attracted to and we think, ah, I've got to talk to her. She's the one. But that's based on nothing. It's based on less than nothing. And so you got to keep moving on. You will be attracted to somebody else sometime soon. I guarantee it. So persist with your approach as you go on. And, you know, if you made mistakes, hopefully you've learned from them. You know, the bottom line is, she wasn't interested or he wasn't interested or the person you were speaking to is not interested. So persist by being who you are, persist by being true to yourself, persist by improving your confidence and move on and speak to someone else. Yeah, I think that's a really good advice. And if you're looking for more information and more ideas on being a grown up, head on over to adulting.tv where we have articles and videos and more podcast episodes. You can also subscribe using Apple Podcasts at adulting.tv slash iTunes. We are also available on Google Play and Stitcher. And you can find us at the adult adulting community on Facebook, hashtag adulting. Join the conversations and ask our questions and answer other people's questions. And until next time, remember to behave like a grown-up. Thank you for listening to Adulting. Find resources for this episode or download other episodes at adulting.tv. Adulting.